Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. It may be cold outside, but Leon Tailoring keep you nice and warm without burning a hole in your pocket. That's right, if you need a nice new coat or maybe need a sweater or a heavier jacket or a heavier blouse, no matter what it is, Leon Tailoring, Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy can take care of you this winter season. So, like I said, it's the Midwest, it's cold outside, but Leon Tailoring always keep you nice and warm and comfortable, and once again, without burning holes in any of your pockets. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. I know they'll be happy to see you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown. Indianapolis. Well, there's lots of stuff going on in Washington, D.C. these days, so we're having our monthly visit with Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks, uh, representing the 5th Congressional District of Congresswoman. Thank you very much for being with us. Always good to chat with you. Always a pleasure. Uh, so how was life in the land, that, uh, the swamp that traded malaria for politics? <laughs> Listen, it's very vibrant, but vibrancy is good. It's good to be in majority, but I think, you know, it takes still little time for us to get the swamp moving, and I think we're going to get it done. Uh, obviously, well, let's talk about uh, the Republicans controlling Congress. Uh, last week, there was a, a big up to, big brouhaha over uh, speak, over now Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Uh, took like almost like 15 times for the first time since like almost like the Civil War. Uh, before the, you voted for him the first three times, but then you voted present. Uh, what was going through your through your through your mind process that eventually led you to vote for Kevin McCarthy? Well, I think, you know, it's important for us to have, you know, healthy deliberation and debate and start reforming this institution. I mean, American people are sick and tired of uh, Congress not serving the people and this institution being really monopolized by Speaker Pelosi. It was created into dictatorship. And I think we needed to have some real reform to change the culture. And that was important. And I asked Kevin to really sit down and have a good faith discussion with uh, the, the side that really rightly so was, you know, demanding some changes of the rules because rules really that would govern in this institution and rank and file members should be able to have some input. And I work with uh, the other side on that and I was trying to help because I understand how rules are important for legislation. And uh, we have to become legislators here, not to be afraid to govern and it's tough. And I appreciate that both sides were willing to get back to the table, you know, talk about all of the grievances. It's real tough. Some things become personal, but that makes us tough. And I think it will make Kevin tougher because he will have to learn how to govern in the site majority. Uh, there was also, uh, I want to say, uh, in, in, in that whole process, there was talk about uh, whether the speaker could be recalled, like you know, would take one vote as opposed to five votes. Uh, there was also discussion about uh, some of the, the folks being on uh, some uh, the, the, the select over government oversight committee that would also, uh, to, take, to a certain degree, oversee uh, uh criminal investigations by the Justice Department. Uh, so I guess my question is, uh, was it worth it, I guess is, is my question. Well, of course it was worth it, because we need to really show that we can become a more democratic institution. And I'll be honest with you, the rule that people are talking about actually existed for over 100 years before Queen Pelosi took it, you know, from from. Congress. And I think it's important also to point out, people make it such a big deal about it. You know, Congress, the House, it's not a Senate. You know, it, it, its own simple majority can actually change the rules. So people worry so much. But in reality, you can actually bring any rule to the floor, change the rule, and also do the vacated chair at the same time if you already have the vote. 
So if you already have the vote, you can do that. What it does show that we have processes already established and set the tone and culture to be more democratic. So people make such a big deal about that, but it's not really a big deal in the sense that it's going to be disruptive. It's a big deal in the sense that we want to show the Republican that we are going to be a different institution. We're not going to be governing with an iron fist. We are not here a monarchy. We don't have queens and kings and set the same processes. And I think that was very positive. It was very positive that people actually can have some regular order and be able to have some input on our spending bills because our spending is outrageous and out of control. Uh, also, uh, Congresswoman, there was a talk about uh, some sort of secret deal, secret document that's been floating around. The, the, the speaker says there, there's no secret document, there's no backroom deal, uh, but apparently uh, some members of Congress believe that. Where, where are you on all this? Listen, there is nothing can be secret in this place, okay? You know, people always discuss different things, and it's okay, and have, like, different, but there is nothing that can be secret, and ultimately there are some things and agreements people can have and discussions, but we still have to all come together to be able to vote for that. And I think, but I think pushing Republicans to really think how we're going to get the spending under control, because it cannot happen overnight, but we need to know that the crisis is looming. Some of the funds, like Medicare, is going to go bankrupt in 26, Social Security in, you know, 32, 34. We're going to see the report coming up in February soon. Congressional Budget Office is going to tell us where we are, but we are in trouble, and people don't understand the implications. And we are ready to lay dealing with that in a productive way, but we have to start now and think about that and have a discussion how we can better perform our core functions and how we can get rid of vast abuse and start actually draining this swamp. And we need to have a backbone. Our guest in the program today is Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks from the 5th Congressional District, making her monthly visit uh, here with the audience. So just talk about what's been going on uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, Congresswoman, now that Republicans have control of, of the House, what are, what, are your, what are your top priorities? Well, I think we have to be realistic, right? We have to be realistic that what we can do effectively is doing oversight of an executive branch. And that Congress should be doing as one of the core functions, regardless who is in charge, Democrat or Republican. So we'll now have the ability to have committees to start asking really serious questions. What is this administration doing? Because they're out of control. They're not really governing what they should be doing. And we need to get these questions answered to the American people. But we also need to take a key issues that are really important for the people and try to pass legislation, even see if we can force Democrats to get on board in the Senate. But one of the issues that I personally think it's a huge problem, it's health care prices. If we can talk about balancing the budget, but if we're not dealing with competition and price in health care and not bring innovation, which could be amazing to save enormous amount of lives, you know, this is, could be so important. But right now we have centralization of power, you know, of federal government, and which is subsidizing huge monopolies that making a lot of money, you know, at the expense of taxpayers. And that's not right. And we have to have a backbone to do that. It's going to be very tough. But I think we need to start doing it if we really want to ever balance this budget. So health care is going to be one of the issues that I personally will be working on. We have issues with border security and immigration. We need to show really what we can do. And really 
really look at our look at our national defense. You know how we can be more innovative and bring more innovation. You know because ultimately we have challenges. And China, you know, we just actually created a select committee on China, and China is advancing. They have a very expansionist views, and we cannot be dumb and not realize that being dependent on one country so much it's it's a problem. But being dependent on a communist country that is really our adversary is very dangerous for the country. So we have to think about it. We also need to talk about energy policy. We have a lot of politics, but let's propose some policy and try to work on it. I'm not sure if some of the stuff is going to happen under this administration and the Senate, but we have to propose solutions and push on them. And if they're not willing to start governing, 24 is going to be where American people will have to decide who can govern better. Our guest on the program today is Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks, just getting caught up uh, on all the latest that's going on in Washington, D.C. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, most recent uh, national news has been uh, the FAA and the, uh, the, the, the someone apparently opened up a bad file and sort of messed up the 30-year-old uh, system. Uh, more than, I want to say, uh, 100, more than 100-odd flights were delayed, another 20 or so canceled uh, here in the Indianapolis area. Uh what are your thoughts? Uh, you can talk to uh, fellow Hoosier Pete Buttigieg, like, hey, what's going on here? Well, listen, I was on oversight, fiscal oversight committee. We were trying to deal with what was bankrupting, you know, city of um, uh, South Bend and what's happening over there. So, I mean, I I think when you put the government bureaucrats and people that really don't understand how to govern in charge, you, you, you should not have your very high expectations. That's unfortunate because this is some of the significant curious that we should be addressing. But that is the problem with the federal government, that we don't bring this approach into our governing. You know, we're not looking what is our risk. We're not looking how we're going to address and how we're going to reform this agency, how we're going to really modernize and bring innovation. We have all of these places have like systems that ancient, you know, like you go like in the federal government and look at this and like, oh my gosh, this is really you know, something that we were still dealing in the 90s and we have not brought anything new and what's happening in the real world. So you need to bring people with these ideas that we have to deal with that. And this is a very significant national security risk that they should be addressing and they're not doing right now. Everyone is playing politics. So, you know, but I think Pete really been uh, under a lot of pressure right now, but he needs to start delivering. And on every issue that this administration been dealing with, they failed, you know, because they're not doing governing they do in politics and but it can affect and it does affect american lives and i think it's a very serious situation to have you know live all of your fleet uh, grounded a lot of it you know that hasn't happened since september 11th and it's a serious situation and it's actually serious you know risk with all of the cybersecurity threats we have and everything else and they have to deal with that i mean we had the same situation with irs you know instead of actually hiring more agents to you know to harass people maybe they should modernize system how they can you know have more address you know risk because we have all of these leakages and you know attacks on the systems and of social security numbers and personal information can which can be really used and actually you can destroy people's life if you get this personal information it's in we shouldn't worry about you know when you send your tax returns that your information can be taken by Russians or Chinese and really, you know, drain your accounts and destroy your life because 
it happened to it actually happened to some of my constituents in uh in my district and it was very very difficult to deal with that because fbi instead of dealing with protecting people look at human traffic and drug traffic and it's harassing you know parents that go to school boards to express their dissatisfaction where our education is which is a disaster uh, Congresswoman, uh, on that uh, IRS hiring, uh, I'm doing some uh, some kind of looking through. Uh, is it 80,000 new employees? Because I heard it was like you know, a lot of those new hires would be replacements. Uh, 4,000 were service reps were hired in the, in the last year, and the the and actually they said the new funding would actually improve service. Well, let me tell you something. So this is you know IRS has 12 billion dollar budget. 12 billion. We give it to them. So. Additionally, last year, you know, Democrats gave them 80 billion more, 80 billion more. So what actually the legislation we just passed two days ago, actually what it does, it still gives over 10 additional billions to, billions to modernize. So it's almost double in budget of IRS to actually improve that. But it takes, you know, $70 billion that was supposedly to enforcement. To enforcement what? You know, you know, hire a bunch of people, you know, to harass Americans and try to already harass small businesses that are already sick and tired of compliance and government regulations. So I think there is no one against to improve in our system. And Republicans actually say, we almost allow you to double your budget now with what we're doing. But, you know, you cannot have like eight times more money with no accountability and try to go and start harassing the people. This is people are sick and tired of that. I listen, I've been in public accounting profession, you know, for over a decade. You know, I started my own businesses. I never felt that we have not enough government. You know, and government regulations and compliance is the same. I go around my district, and I'll be honest with you. It doesn't matter which industry I talk to. All small businesses are sick and tired. They have a terrible problems with access to capital, dealing with government and all of the levels. I think it's a big problem. It's so oppressive to entrepreneurs and to real innovation. Indiana Congressman Victoria Sparks with us for a few more minutes on the program day. Uh, Congressman, a couple other issues. Uh, most recently, it uh, looks like a second set of classified documents were found uh, in, the, in the vice president's uh, either former home or, or current home. Uh, obviously, some folks are saying there needs to be a subpoena issued. Uh, what are your thoughts on all this, and how do you think this compares to, to the Donald Trump situation? Well, we definitely have a double standard, and it's interestingly enough, it's timing and everything else, how really you know, national archives, you know, were not really, they knew this, that it happened before even the election, and nothing, this information was not communicated, kind of interesting, so it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder also that after, you know, we never really questioned national archives, and, you know, it's been never political agency, but it seems like every agency now became political here, and it's very unfortunate, so I think there might be some question need to be asked, you know, because ultimately this is some, you know, some serious, uh, you know, documents that, you know, have to have a proper, you know, due diligence and from people that have access to that. But it was very interesting for me to see how everyone was uh, jumping when this issue was, you know, in the liberal media, when this issue was uh, really related to Trump. And now you don't see the same level, you know, of uh, 
you know, a, aggressive statement, you know, that against President Biden, but ultimately he wasn't even president at that time. And there's question it's to be president had no authority, vice president, to declassify any documents at all. So we have to really look into that. But unfortunately, there is so much politics now in these agencies, and I think these agencies need to really be dealt with because they need to be governing and serving the people, not try to take down people that they don't like. I mean, that is really terrible when you have your government, your federal government, you know, you becoming like a police state, try to get engaged in political processes and really, you know, that, you know, uh, manipulating information and using its power to get rid of people that they don't like in political offices. You know, they did the same even, you know, recently with some Democrat. You know, it was very interesting when, when you know, on the, the Texas Democrat was questioning what's happening at the border right before his election. They send FBI, and whether it was legitimate or not, it makes you look right away look, oh my gosh, FBI is coming. Maybe you're doing something wrong. And that is actual intimidation. So this is very, you know, very dangerous techniques. And I think that's becoming, you know, more like a communist country to use. And this is unacceptable. Uh, final question for you, Congresswoman. i uh, got to ask you about uh, your colleague in battle, George Santos. Uh, made some misstatements, to put it mildly, about his past, his career. The New York Republicans say they wanted to step, to step down and resign. Kevin McCarthy says, hey, no charges yet. Uh, nothing before the Ethics, ethics Committee. Uh, your thoughts on George Santos? Listen, everyone is entitled to a due process, you know, and I think, you know, if there are some legitimate complaints, we have ethics committees that can go through this and see what is the real complaints. You know, listen, most politicians take a lot of BS when they run for election, you know, okay? Unfortunately, you know, this is the reality, and there is a lot of sin in another thing. So I don't want to comment because I really don't know, you know, what, what, what was said, what was not said, and really in a lot of ways, you know, this is up to the voters how to decide. But if there are some, you know, serious violation that reached to the level of criminal violation or something else, we have an ethics committee. But regardless what it is, I said the same. I will defend even the craziest opinions of my colleagues because it is my duty that we have to help proper due processes. So I think before everyone starts getting comment and everything else, I think ethics committee needs to look and see if there's a, a real legitimate reasons why somebody should really be resigning or somebody should be forced to resign. But without proper due process investigations, you know, we cannot be a country where the public opinion is trying to destroy you because we're a country of law. And everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And we need to go back to that standard because it is becoming less and less possible for a lot of good people even try to go in politics, you know, because people are afraid, you know, that something is going to be spun, something is going to be tell, you know, that you, you will have to be defending yourself. I think, you know, charges is a real charges can be brought and he needs to make his case. And then we'll see that the ethics committee is going to rule on that. All right. Well, we have a very, uh, very enlightening, thorough conversation today with Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks, the 5th Congressional District. Congresswoman, as always, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to chat with you. You have yourself a good week. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.